Isaiah Ashley, Rugby Rent Scholarship number one. The first guy who came through the house sat down with Johnny and myself, and we talked through everything about his rugby journey, his experience at the house, which unfortunately ended in injury. But Isaiah just recently returned, had a huge season for Furman, and uh, it's a great chat. Stick through to the end, and you'll be sure to hear Uncle Johnny's days at Jimmy John's way back in Cincinnati. Enjoy. Welcome back to Rugby Pick'em. I'm BT, here with Uncle Johnny. Yep. And we're very excited to have our guest, Isaiah Ashley, in studio today. Isaiah, how are you? I'm good. I thought we were using all names, though. You want to drop my address there, too? Get the yeah. special? Yeah. Well, uh, where do you look? Uh, well, we'll drop a pin. One, two, three. Exact GPS. Yeah. No, you want me to retake it? No, 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 no. Okay. No, part of the humor here. Gotcha. We're zinging. We wanted to interview Isaiah before he headed back to North Carolina. He's been living with us this summer, training with the Denver Barbarians, and we'll get to that down the line. But first, Isaiah, welcome. Thank you for coming on. And we just want to hear a bit about your rugby journey, mate. Uh, when did you first get a ball in your hand? Freshman year of high school was the first time I ever played rugby, and it was with your college coach, Pat Kane. Very unique character. We may talk more about his personality a bit later, but it's football offseason. Those workouts, absolutely miserable, but you got out of them if you played another sport. And rugby was considered an official school sport then, so got in contact with Pat Kane through some various connections, and he invited me out to my first practice. What high school? Uh, Grimsley. Grimsley. In what, what town? Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro. North Carolina. North Carolina. I heard. I've heard. Uh, I heard tale of Greensboro. Yeah. That's like no picks. The, the, the home of uh, one Thomas No Picks Lamarillo. <laughs> uh, Mr. No Picks will have actually gone to Grimsley as well if his fancy ass didn't go to private school. So. Burn. <laughs> no. But what was the high school scene like in, in Greensboro and North Carolina in general? Uh developing. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Uh, there were some areas, Charlotte, Raleigh, very well developed, had established teams, all that stuff. Then they're like everywhere else, basically. Just not so much. They had like three or four teams in our city. Nice. Which, not bad, but the city was close to 100K people, so they think they'd have more high school involvement. Yeah, everybody's at their different levels of grassroots, but yeah. you yourself were football first, rugby second. Yes. And how did that lead into college decisions? Um, well, I picked Furman. I had the opportunity to go to a few D1 places. Fern was probably the most available, and I knew in the back of my mind, because I talked to their rugby coach before, because I did the rugby recruiting thing a little bit too, that they had a pretty well-established rugby team. So, But you I, went for football. I went for football, yes. Played football for about a year. Got a concussion, body hurt every single morning, and I had to wake up at 4 to do runs. So, not really my thing. <laughs> Credit to the few can, but yeah. I like sleeping in. Yeah. So there you go. So you went to Furman Rugby Camp, or no, no, like no, a no. recruiting uh, situation. They played our local college in nice. UNCG, nice. and they hundred to nothing. Them, they just wiped the floor. Wiped the floor. <laughs> you yeah. went for football, realized football wasn't for you, yeah. and then when you're at Furman, you start playing rugby. Yeah. Just to give the audience a little context, like. Isaiah's big dude, probably like 6'4", 240, 
I, I, used I to like be 300. that. Yeah, yeah. But I no, was, that's crazy that you you went through that body change because you know setting up to be an offensive tackle in college, they really require you to hold a ton of weight. Yeah. You shed that right when you started with rugby. Uh, I shed it throughout the football process. Like when I stepped away from football, I was down to like two seventy. But over the course of next year, I got down to like two fifty, two forty. Now I fluctuate. Okay. Big unit though. Big unit. Yeah. Wide load. And it was funny. We uh, first time we met you out here. Obviously, we had this unfortunate break with COVID. You missed multiple seasons at Furman. You want to develop your rugby skills. And, and Pat made the introduction to have you come play with the Barbos. Um, but your style of game, from what I can see, is being a 15s lock who gets 20-plus carries and takes game line yes. and hits rucks. So sevens was a little different for you. Just a wee bit different. A lot more spacing. Didn't quite a break, get a chance to break out my goose step. It was in the works. It was in the works. Unfortunately, it happened before that. But sevens very different game than fifteens. I played one or two sevens tournaments in the past, but I just translated my fifteen style right to that, and it worked fairly well because people can't tap for shit in high school sevens. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the injury more. It's unfortunate. You're going to go home and rehab uh, and get ready for your final year at Furman. Um, but looking back on your rugby career so far. What are the things you really like about rugby? What are the takeaways that you want to kind of apply to your life going forward? Well, bare bones, the thing which initially got me into it, I played offensive and defensive tackle my entire football career. So I touched the ball like three times. Those were all falling on fumbles. So it's just refreshing as a big guy to actually have the chance to touch the ball. That was like the hook. That's what got me into it. But past that, the community you have in rugby extends far beyond anything you have in, I'd say, any other sport I'm involved in. And that might be because it's a smaller sport, smaller scale, but I know football at the higher college levels in the NFL, they chew you up and spit you out. And from what I can understand of rugby, that's just not how it is. Yeah. You stay in touch with the people, you get connections, you it's it. there. It's so about family. family. Yeah. Speaking of Famille, you've, uh, you've lived at the the new house with John this summer. What's uh, what's Uncle Johnny like as a roommate? Uh, Johnny's a character. Don't talk to him that much. Grind all day working, mad respect to that. But you'll occasionally like him on the way to the bathroom, and you just get a 10-minute expousal of wisdom dropped <laughs> upon you. And doesn't really say much in those conversations, but the important things he does say, very, very... Uh, life lessons. Life lessons, thank you. Yeah. And John, what's that, what's Isaiah like as a roommate? When he comes out of his internet hole. <laughs> Making me sound like I'm just sitting in there all day, curtains closed like a little troll, man. I got a job. I know <laughs> that. I know that. And unfortunately, yeah. the, the injuries kind of had you up in crutches, so it, it is really hard to get out when, when you're nursing something. But Yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's, been, it's been fun just chilling, you know, and... and uh, cohabitating and uh, definitely res- respectful and the boy uh, you know was raised right obviously uh, you know the the crumbs versus the Tommy crumbs situation <laughs> are somewhat there are less than Isaiah's Tommy crumbs, crumbs are negligible he compared has, to Tommy he has a lower crumb to our generation ratio than Thomas crumbs Old Tommy Crumbs. Uh, but, no, it's, man, uh, we just uh, wish you could spend the rest of the summer here, but totally understand you got to go back and rehab. But that's the thing, like you said about rugby, it's a family. You'll, the people that you met here, even if it was once, 
you see him again, he'll be like, at a tournament, wherever it is, doesn't matter. You pick right back up, always welcome back, and um, on tours too, right? So, like, now you're, like, plugged in, right? Like, you want to take a tour over the summer, whatever. It's all, uh, it's like Olive Garden. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. Yes, yes. Isaiah helped with some of the initial fixes on the house. Uh, you will forever be the, the beta test of Rugby Grant Scholarships. Right. Yeah, I already talked about this. I would like a different title than the beta, but I appreciate that. <laughs> so you're, so he's the alpha? I think yeah, he's saying he, the I am the alpha. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Going back to what you said, what is the crumb situation? Like, I need some context on that. Well, for our long listeners, they know that uh, old Tommy No Pit. He, Tommy's got a lot of nicknames. Tommy Two Steps, Tommy Crumbs. Tommy Four Pumps. Tommy Four Pumps and Tommy No Picks, but he does... He's a mess maker. Let's put it this way. You know the scene in Signs where the daughter's leaving the waters everywhere, and then he says swing away, and water ends up hurting the alien? Well, Tommy just leaves water everywhere. There's no aliens or anything. He just leaves half-drinking yeah. cups of water all over the house, and he's got a crumb thing going on, so that's that's the context there. Also, great roommate, for the record. <laughs> for the wonderful record. roommate. Uh, great guy. Heart of gold. Just everybody's got their quirks, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe I have night terrors. I don't know about. <laughs> you know, you you're not you're not opening up and telling me the dirt on myself here because of the right. I did not oh. bring up the screaming at three. Yeah. Know. So there you go. So uh, uh, Furman, uh, back to your experience there. So they're a Division two. Yeah. They're a D two. It's still club there, but but they're every, successful D two. We're successful D two, and we play D ones frequently. I was telling Bichet about this before yeah. the pod, but. Every preseason, we generally get a Georgia, get a South Carolina, get something like that, and we routinely just wipe them. There's Res- some of our respect. more competitive games, but respect. You're, you guys are uh, repping uh, three national championships, eight South championships, and oh, six national finals. I'm pretty sure it's up to nine. That wasn't updated. Oh, That's right on. Who who updates your website? Is that? Uh, it's not me. Oh, okay. I was about to throw shade, but no. I I I I think there's one thing about like. If that's a consistent program, that's kind of unique at that level. Like, I played D2 college level, and we played D1 teams similarly, and we had some really good years, but the, the cycles can be rough, right? So people coming in, coming out. But to have that consistent, um, is that just part of uh, the program, the alumni, the money involved, the facilities, all of the above? Well, it's not the facilities because we just have a field. But to answer your question, besides that, yes. But you have a field. We have a field. On campus. (laughs) Some people don't. We have an established field. That's awesome. John Roberts Field, founder of the program, coach for the current guy. Amazing stuff. Did everything he possibly could to establish this. Respect, John Roberts. Great guy. What's, uh, What's rugby like in the South? You say you play all these southern teams. You're a southern boy yourself. I talk with that thick twang every now and again. Big country. Well, I tell you what, the uh, rugby in the south, not much skill there on Sundays. There's some of these little spin out pass around. UNC's got some meaningful passes. But it's like UNC. forward, 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 forward. Yeah. No. Uh, who is your rival? Well, we hate UNC Charlotte, okay. which is kind of awkward because their coach is the same guy who coached me for the North Carolina High School State All-Stars, so... A little animosity there, but okay. So hate, screw, marry, right? So is that how it goes? Yeah. So you hate UNC Charlotte. Yeah. Who are you try to screw? UNCG over? No, no. UNCG screwed themselves over. Oh. Okay. UNCW 
off one game alone. The Seagulls. The Seagulls. I played them back at my Wake Forest days. Well, let me tell you a little tale. Road game. Drive up from uh, northwestern South Carolina all the way to the coast. Get a team bus. Very nice. For the record, this is UNC Wilmington. For those that don't know. Ah, yes. The Seagulls. The Seagulls. Home of Cape Fear Sevens. There you go. Respect. Instead of going to their university and playing on one of their recreational fields or in like their soccer stadium or something, they have chosen to play on an off-campus site. Which, first off, feels complete dog shit. Sand piles everywhere, anthills, saw a cop right on the sideline. Just not a pleasant place to play. But it was their alumni week, alumni game. So they have this crowd of like 80 people, majority of them drunk as skunks. Hostile. Very hostile. I, the first game of college football I ever played, Furman Clemson, smacked us. But Death Valley, they were at least nice to us. They knew we were the lambs for the slaughter. <laughs> they were just, they were aggressive with their cackle. They were going every which way you can. They were heckling our fans. And the ref, no control of the situation whatsoever, as you want to do, because I've told this to Bichet, and I think he agrees with it somewhat. All refs are dog shit. Well, they're trying and doing their best. That's, yeah. I think, what I said. But. You also get what you pay for. <laughs> Nobody wants to be a ref, so anytime anyone you know, bitches about the quality of refs, I always say the same thing. Pick up a whistle. There you go. Anyway, but... Back to your story, the ref didn't have control, which is dangerous in that type of situation because, like, you can really just spiral out, right? But no, they are competitors for walks. They do the four pick-and-go, pick-and-go, and eventually me and the other two, three big people on the team just start stopping that, and after that, they completely fall apart. Lose by, like, 20-something. So, yelling, screaming at our faces, we walk back to the bus, all that stuff. Turns out they made some rather intriguing threats towards our fans, the types of which I will not go into due to their um, vulgarity. Vulgarity. So the fans complained, and UNCW now has their program canned. Or at least I think they did. They got canned for a year. That bad, eh? It was pretty bad. So we have screwed them over. (laughs) Well, yeah, as you said originally... Sounds like they screwed themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of an alumni weekend. Well, it sounds like there's good rivalries yeah. in, in North Carolina, right? Just now. right there, yeah. So yeah. the road trips that was a highlight for you. College, the road trips are always fun. You try. You're going to make the jump to men's club in the next year and a half, or whenever you wrap up at, at Furman. When that happens, are you going to be looking to see how high and how far you can go with it? What What are your aspirations right now? With the MLR being a budding league, is that is that something that you think young college rugby players like really want to do? I think it is, and I was not really cognizant of the professional rugby scene until fairly recently, until moving out here. In fact, I didn't know there was limited grant, but money to be made doing it. So that changes how I think about things. It gets me from thinking, okay, rugby fun clubs for maybe go play on the USA South under 21 whatever team do that stuff but now I do start thinking about maybe I can like I have the physical gifts that a lot of people don't so maybe I need to put in more time more effort get my passes down and get my conditioning improved yeah. so dial in the details yeah. Yeah. you've seen them on the, the passing net out back 
Getting his reps in. Got to get the reps in, bro. What would we say? 50 reps. per uh, hand per day or 100 per hand per day? I think 100, 100. 100 total. So 50 on each hand every day. And then put you in about 700 passes a week. All about the reps. But yeah, muscle memory, man. I mean, I think the athleticism, size, you know, strength, those things, um, you can you can take and, and, and enhance with the fitness and the strength training and like agility speed work whatever um but that muscle like that that like intuition offloads passing sharpness it comes with time too right like you gotta be out there playing so so you're looking forward to getting back and rehabbed getting back on the pitch here let's talk about rehab have you ever done a rehab before i have not most managers either Injured fingers, noses, or brain damage. So, well, <laughs> avoided be, ligament. Damage. You'll be rehabbing your brain for the rest of your life. But in general, to a, a long-term comeback, the only advice I can give you is it, it will be more of a mental game than you know pushing through physical strain. Because you have to tell yourself, I'm going to do it every day, and I'm going to stay consistent, and I'm going to stay determined but you also have to know when you're pushing it too hard and i think that's the hardest part that competitive athletes struggle with try to push right back and allowing your your body to rest and recover if it was just effort like sheer effort to get from a to b any motivated person then you just like put more effort into it but it's kind of like dialing it listening to your body being disciplined to do exercise every day but like know when to kind of like rest and just like yeah, honestly, being good, taking time. Like, the patience, right? That's the mental game, right? Like, it's just, it sucks. But you're getting through the hard part. You're going to be great. Uh, you got, you'll go back and uh, live live at home, live with the parents. Yep. Nice. So, uh, then you'll get, you'll get taken care of. We just call like them the roommates. roommates. Yeah. The roommates. The roommates. You, you're the roommates who covered most of the rent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's been awesome having you this summer. Um Truly the first person who's gone through this rugby rent scholarship model, which we're, we're just launched the website when this comes out. Uh, we want people to go to the site, www.rugbyrentscholarships.com and apply. Um, we're looking for people that want to play club rugby. They want to develop their career. They want to volunteer in the community. And we got a spot for you to stay. And you know, I'm just glad Isaiah was the first guy to come out here and help out with the house. And we only have, you know, our original summer. You can only do it once. And Isaiah was part of that. And we'll never forget it. So you're always welcome back, dude. And we always, we want you to eventually get that game with the Barbos that unfortunately you weren't able to get with this injury. You got time. Uh, we play rugby around, so it's all good. Uh, we're always here. Like, uh, it's been good getting to know you. Um, Tell me, what do you do in there, in the room on the internets? Uh, what, are, what are your internet hobbies? I try and break websites. Oh, yeah? Hacker. So, uh, not, not quite that advanced. <laughs> I don't have my black trench coat and sunglasses on there, but no, I go through, and if one, if an error's been popping up in a website, I try and figure out, okay, what's causing this? And that can often be enough to help fix it. Right. Or I can go look through a website and yeah. just try and break it. Pick it apart. Yeah. Um, not exactly reverse engineer, but like give them, feed it to them and tell, yeah. them, tell them, here's exactly how I need to fix it. If, if a organization has limited yeah. resources, they don't have like a IT department to like help them with everything. They maybe just need to like yeah. put in a couple hours of work to fix some 
Sweet. What do you, what else do you do for? Uh, well, I gotta say, Isaiah already worked on RubyRedScholarships.com. He already fixed all the bugs. They're, it's bugless right now. So get online and apply. You also podcast now as well, right? Uh, I podcast and I TikTok. I plug the TikTok a lot more because that does be- better. But Thick Man Inc. Two C's. Two C's. If you're not, you know. If you're not cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not with the culture, with yeah. the cool hip lingo. Yeah. So Thick Man Inc. Incorporated. Yes. It's a, wow. Yeah. Incorporation. Mm. Two employees. They file for their papers. We still haven't gotten the uh, Roby Pick'em copyright yet. Okay, I'm going to come poach that. <laughs> Please do. Actually, right now, if you go ahead and poach our, our copyright, we'll, uh, we'll pay you by allowing you to be director of IT services for Roby Pick'em. Now, what's the salary of that position? It's an unpaid position, and, and all you do is fix our bugs. It's a, it a volunteer position with a lot of perks. <laughs> it's all perks. It, we're all upside. Yeah, put it on your resume. <laughs> so what's Thick Man Inc. do? What, what, what's the what's the wheelhouse for the Thick Man? Uh, the wheelhouse is talking about sports. We have a podcast where we get more in depth, talk about our actual opinions, but generally satire and humor is like the thing. Like, what, what are you ripping down? What are you breaking down, tearing down? Well, down? right now we're kind of on the NBA yeah. because NFL offseason, not much is happening. You can only make so many videos about Aaron Rodgers being pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I like but, that, though. The, the satire lane clearly has been our little yeah. rugby pick of shtick for a while because Johnny and I both agree some people who cover the sport just have a rod up their ass and take it way too fucking seriously. Figuratively. And think that they... What they say is like matters. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. It they, doesn't. Yeah. The best thing you can rise when making content is you're lucky to have any listeners and nothing you say is really that important. Yes. Right. And if you clip that. We're going to clip that. That's good, man. Yeah. Don't take yourself too seriously. I, I, I like it. But, you know, what, what's the following? But you do you get a, some good action? Because if you're putting out good satirical content, guess what? People like to laugh. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it makes us feel good. I mean, the podcast can get anywhere from bad days, 20 good days, few hundred views, but the TikTok, again, where it's at, our most successful videos, low hundred thousands of views, average like anywhere from 5 to 15K. Johnny, it sounds like we got to get on TikTok. So is that the one with where... Um, it's the one where Johnny take- spies on you. Yeah, but then you take your is it this is it when you take your pocket watch and uh, you just listen to it really closely and then you try to like no, so use it like a metronome? Is that the TikTok? That's talk tick. You're thinking talk completely tick. different. I see. Yeah. I can't get them straight. I'm gonna channel my inner Harpo. Hey. <laughs> Well, good. We'll probably have Chinese hackers all over this page because we said the word China and surveillance in the same no, sentence. No, we didn't. We didn't. We said China. <laughs> we didn't say China. We said China. Isaiah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for staying with us this summer. We're gonna see you soon in the future. And uh, just thanks for being you, bud. Oh, thank you, man. Take care. Respect. Pick him. Pick him. Freshman year of high school was the first time I ever played rugby. Fire the humor. Gotcha, we're zinging. 
Isaiah's big dude, probably like 6'4", 240. Uh, I used to like that. Yeah. Got in contact with Pat Kane through some various connections, and he invited me out to my first practice. What high school? Uh, Grimsley. Grimsley, in what, what town? Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Greensboro! Well, let me tell you a little tale. I try and break websites. Oh, yeah? John this summer. What's uh, what's Uncle Johnny like as a roommate? Uh, John is a character. Don't talk to him that much. Grind all day working. Mad respect to that. But you'll occasionally like him on the way to the bathroom and you just get a 10 minute expousal of wisdom dropped upon you. And doesn't really say much in those conversations, but... The best thing you can rise when making content is you're lucky to have any listeners and nothing you say is really that important to you. Alright, bonus segment. One of the first nights that Isaiah was here, we were out at the fire and Johnny was just telling such amazing stories. So Johnny, please, for the Rugby Pick'em crowd, can you tell us about the time in your life, not when you lived at the Cincinnati Wolfhound Clubhouse for four years straight, Tell us more about your employment with a very fast delivery company. I'm talking about Jimmy your Johns. Your namesake. Oh, yeah, dude. Jimmy Triple Johns. Press. Yeah, I used to yeah, deliver for Jimmy Johns in college, University of Cincinnati. It was one of the... Uh, back in those days, the fast casual uh, specialties like the Chipotle's fine dining uh, Mexican restaurants, I believe. Uh, they, they, they were only on like college campuses, right? So like Jimmy John's had started out in uh, Illinois, I believe, um, it, in the University of Illinois campus, and then it spread just to college campuses and then, you know, franchised out from there forever and propagated. And that's a lot of those fast casual places that start. But uh, So that was all, all good, but like they, uh, Jimmy John's delivery was a hustle, right? So I was delivery dude for Jimmy John's. First day on the job, I get in a freaking car wreck. And I'm trying to go too fast. <laughs> well, you know, that's a thing. And like Cincinnati, I mean, it was like, that's a campus of 38,000 people in the middle of the city of, you know, a bunch of people. So like, it was act active, so it was just like a little a little hectic. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm not that you know I'm not the employee of the month this month. <laughs> but like three years later, flash um, forward, I, I I mean I I have to say I became most likely the greatest employee that Jimmy Johns has ever had or will ever have. For those that don't know, the branding of Jimmy John's, what what was it? Super fast? Freaky fast. Freaky fast. Yeah, and, and or so fast you'll freak. And they have these fun t-shirts, and I'm sure I've gotten rid of all of them, the, the hats and everything. And it was all just about it, at pure speed. Guess what? You can make a sandwich pretty quickly when all the, you know, it was all, you know, baked bread fresh that day, and you sliced the freaking meats and cheeses. So it was good. It was fresh. But it, all that shit's ready. So you just... Boom, rip out a sandwich in, uh, I don't know, estimate 30, good 35 seconds. And then, you know, it's college campus, so you just hustle. 
take a couple few deliveries at a time. And um, my angle was you, you, I would have the trifecta of a car for the long distances, bike for middle distances, and my feet. A PA. A PA. And on foot for uh, the short distances. Just fucking sprint. So the Stole. U.S. Army has land, air, and sea. You have foot, bike, and car. Foot, bike, and car. <laughs> and it worked great. Like, if I'm going to the hospital all the way across campus, you know, I could bike it, which I did sometimes if I, you know, my car was laid up. But it was fastest to car it. Or if you had, like, six deliveries, boom, 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 car. If you're going into campus and through, you could bike and just go. Like, you're biking everywhere, right? Middle distance and strategic was a bike because you cut through alleys, whatever. Uh, but the true ones where they would actually freak was by foot, right? Oh, my God, dude. The, so, first of all, like, you know, I was ridiculously fit at the time. Um, Still are. But. Not, you know, just more so than any point in my life. Playing college rugby, like... Training Tuesday, Thursday, playing two full eighty-minute matches on Saturdays, and like these are my off days. I want to get a little little work in, so I'd like run if it was a few blocks. I'd say anything less than like six blocks, because I'd like to go like fast, right? So hustle a sprint or a nice like cruiser, just like dripping sweat. You got this, dude. But some of these people would order, and they'd be like two blocks away, like. I seriously would just pick up the phone for slow. Pick up the phone, take the order, make the sandwich, jump over the freaking counter as if I'm some sort of... Like a superhero. Freaking, yes. But I was wearing a superhero outfit. Freaking fast. My name's John. Jimmy John. You know, I would tell people, I was like, yeah, Jimmy's my uh, uncle. I'm John. (laughs) That's the way, you know. So I'd freaking sprint down the alleyway. I'd have the sandwich bag tucked like a freaking ball or a rugby ball in my arm made freaking dodge people they'd be like freaking pop out of the alley right and then sidewalk like flying across lanes of traffic people be like what the hell is going on I'm like i'm busy right like i've got to and so sprint to this person's house and seriously i it was like le- I, I think i timed one of them it was like less than two minutes right like maybe like they, they had the phone in their hand still and they just like the look of like I, I haven't actually seen somebody's jaw literally drop before, really, but like, I was just, like, partly, like, to impress them and to live up to the brand. It was very on-brand, but also this, like, weird schadenfreude thing where it was just to shame them. Like, you couldn't get off your couch and walk a fucking block that way to get a sandwich and I, I just like just absolute just like that was a little sinister, but mostly just to impress and take earn a good tip yeah. and to help the people, right? To, to drop jaws. To drop uh, jaws. You call your order in, you get out, you do something else, man half later. Hey, I'm John from Jimmy John's. Here's your order. Thank you. And then yeah. just turns around full sprint off that. Yeah, it's gone. gone. Like poof. Like I'm gone. Like here it is, boom. Like, they're just still like, I don't know, like, I'm not waiting around for you to close the door. Have you ever got Jimmy John's in the early 2000s on campus in Cincinnati? You're welcome. Yeah, and also thank you for bringing me in to your parties on Friday and Saturday night at 1, 2 in the morning when I delivered all the drunk food that you needed. You're the hero, man. You showed up in like five minutes. Hey! Uh, three national championships. 
eight South Championships and six National Finals. I'm pretty sure it's up to nine. That wasn't updated. John Robertsfield, founder of the program, coach for the current guy. Amazing stuff. Did everything he possibly could to establish this. Respect John Roberts. And they hundred to nothing. Then they just wipe the floor. Wipe the floor. Uh, Mr. No Picks will have actually gone to Grimsley as well if his fancy ass didn't go to private school, so. Ooh. Know your role.